All right. Welcome back to Sports 1440. It's the 8 o'clock hour on a Thursday. That means we go double barrel at you. Welcome in our co-host on Thursdays, 8 to 10, Ladislav Schmid. Morning, Laddie. Good morning. How are you? How was the week? It was it was pretty good. Busy as always. Uh, any, any oiler questions come your way by anyone? Oh, my God. <laughs> I made a mistake and I called out some fans on Twitter and now my Twitter one. Shut up. So <laughs> I did it to myself. Oh. But I went to the Oilers game on the Saturday. Oh, good. Which, uh, yeah, didn't end up being very, very good one either. Let's uh, welcome in Mark Spector for On The Mark, fueled by Booster Juice. Download the new Booster Juice Rewards app today to start earning berry points for delicious and nutritional smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the day. And let's welcome in Mark Spector from the West Coast. Spec, good morning. You never have run into anything on Twitter, have you, like Laddie's been doing here? No, never. never. You know, only the most polite people, <laughs> you know, most respectful folks, that's where you meet them all. I Don't you? <laughs> so, Laddie, he's get, he's jumping into this with you here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not pleasant. <laughs> yeah, everybody has, has a very strong respect for your feelings. No one mm-hmm. wants to hurt you. Yeah. It's just a, it's a kind and gentle place that... X. When you got yeah. into, like, I mean, I, how long has it been around now? For almost 14, 15 years. It was about somewhere in there. Did you did you enjoy it in, in at that point, Spec? That social media interaction a little bit? And then, yeah. I mean, it's just gotten bizarro world crazy. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's really, like, there's been a theme for me as a media guy my whole career. And it goes back to the days, I'm old enough that when someone wanted to bark at you they had to send a letter to the edmonton journal and you opened it at your (laughs) desk and read it (laughs) you know that's how old i am but the the theme is this guys get watch their team play and they get really sour if some things aren't going well and you type something you tweet something and they they bark at you Mm -hmm. and then if you ever run into them or you or you dm them back or you actually interact with them 99 times out of 100, they go, hey, man, you know what? I was just blowing off some steam. I really like your <laughs> yeah. stuff. I read you all the time. And, yeah, you know, you're probably kind of right. And it, honestly, it's, it's yeah. usually just a, a gut reaction that makes people lash out. There's some people that make a living at it, but mm. most people are, are good people. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. just sour, especially Orders fans right now. Yeah. No, I, I have the same <laughs> same experience, right? Like s- some of them, they come home, bad bad day at work too, yeah. you know, then they watch the game, they lash out. I, you know, I sent send out a tweet about some, some of the disrespectful fans and like most of them, they, they write me back and then they're mm-hmm. like, well, I didn't mean it that way. And I'm like, yeah, there, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a yeah. way to go about it. You don't have to like call people like, like shit on them or, yeah. or like call them garbage and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They're still like human beings, right? And and but when you like interact with, with those fans, they're like actually, you know, good people. They feel bad and they're trying to explain themselves. So yeah, I, I get that. So Spec, where do you make about tonight's game? Let's actually double back to yesterday. You had, you know, you were there for all the interviews and that's feet on the ground as we call it. And, and uh, you're the one that's asking the questions every day on the road and at home. So the, the thing that struck me about Jay's comments, and I, I can't, I, we had your first question on, we had Jay on his answer yesterday, uh, from yesterday, but your question, I can't remember if it was yours or someone else's in the scrum about Jay saying yesterday, basically trotting the same thing out. You can't do it anymore. You know, we just can't do that anymore. 
it, it led me to getting back to when you asked him about the accountability aspect of about guys not playing. And we were using Evan Bouchard, unfortunately, again. Did you kind of, did you, when he said that, what were your thoughts when he made that comment? Well, I, I mean, I think, you know, a coach's a season evolves. You know, what was, what we accepted in the third game of the season and said, ah, you know what? We'll get past this. Don't worry about it. I don't think we're saying the same thing about that same play anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. If a guy made a mistake in game three, you know, and then he made it a game in game five, and then he made it a game in game seven and eight. Now we're starting to lose some patience. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen Warren Fogle move up the lineup during the season because you just have to, because he's been one of their best mm-hmm. players. And you've seen guys move down the lineup because they're not getting anything done. Uh, and now, I mean, we're in about phase four or five here. Now the lines of practice yesterday were absolutely all over town, mm-hmm. and they have to be. Like, I, I, a coach is, you know, the coach is just trying to build a, a recipe that tastes good. He's been cooking for a month here, and he hadn't made anything we like, <laughs> and he, he doesn't like it either. So he's got to mix his ingredients and mix his lines. I get it. And he's losing patience. And I'll tell you what, you know, I, I, this isn't me trying to take some credit or, or Woody ain't listening to me when he coaches his team. I'm here to mm-hmm. tell you. But if Bouchard coughs up another goal early tonight, I expect he will sit for a mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. because how, how long are we going to watch this for? How long is he going to do it for without having some repercussion, laddie? Man, I, I totally agree. You know, I, I it's it's game 12 tonight. Mm-hmm. There are, there has been the similar mistakes almost every game or every other game. And, you know, th- there's probably a lack of confidence. You know, like the full, the, the whole team, like, the, there's like, everybody's like, well, the, the team has to work so hard, so hard. When you don't have confidence, you're double, constantly double guessing, right? You're laid here, laid there, all that stuff. But that being said, we have to stop the bleeding now. And how you hold people accountable, you sit them. Mm-hmm. You put them in a the press box or you see them period at a time. And that's, that's just how it is. Like it's nothing against Bouchard, whoever is struggling right now, but that's how you have to get their attention. Mm-hmm. And you know, there is a way out of it, but if they're not listening and the same mistake is, you know, over and over again, you have to hold them accountable. And that this is the way, in, in my opinion. Vladislav Schmid, Kevin Carey, Sports 1440, Mark Spector on the West Coast, getting ready for tonight's Oilers-Sharks game. So, Spec, did you get a feeling yesterday or anything today who the Oilers will start in net tonight? No, the mm-hmm. I, I don't have – I mean, I have a feeling. I have a feeling it'll be Skinner. Okay. But I did. I don't have any evidence for that. Uh, I asked Jay Woodcroft. Yeah. I didn't ask him who he's going to play because I know he won't tell you. He's, not, he's one of the coaches. They just won't tell you. But I did ask him if, if you know, we're going to see um, uh, Pickard in an NHL game here. Do you mm-hmm. think he's going to play him? And he wouldn't even give me that. You know, we'll mm-hmm. see who comes out the gate. So there's no evidence out there. We're going to know at the morning skate by who's in what net. But if you're asking me to make a pick, and I'm really good at getting those wrong, Kev, <laughs> I'm going I'm to tell you it'll be Skinner tonight, but I wouldn't take that to Vegas. You just got to be Costanza, do the opposite spec. <laughs> Yeah, that's the opposite, yeah. Spec, uh, question here. Uh, there has been some rumors around the town. Is is there anything in works about acquiring a uh, goalie here? Like I, I've heard Bennington, but is that legit or is just the rumor and, you know, somebody made it stuff up? 
Uh, well, I mean, Ken Holland is for sure in the market. He's all mm-hmm. over, you know, he's on the phone. Mm-hmm. He has gone into quiet mode uh, with us media guys. Mm-hmm. And, and just so the fans know, I mean, Ken is one of the most um, approachable and accessible general managers in the game when mm-hmm. you're a scribe like me. He's, you know, mm-hmm. when I have a question or if I don't understand something or if I'm looking to figure out what's going on, I can just text Ken or phone Ken and get a quick question off the record so that I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, those things go away at a time like this. I haven't spoken a word to Ken Holland in about a, 10 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get it. He's he's. This isn't the time for him to be in the news. So he is very busy on the phones, I guarantee you. The mm-hmm. names are out there. Uh, you know, I don't think that the Bennington one is for real, laddie. Mm-hmm. I don't. He makes six million bucks, and the go, the, yeah. the Blues don't have another goalie. Mm-hmm. See, here, here's what makes this really complicated, you guys. When you trade a goal, when a team trades you a goalie, they always need a goalie back. back yeah. Guys only have two NHL goalies generally. So if, if I'm if you trade me a goalie, I say okay, but what am I going to do? I need one back. But nobody wants Jack Campbell back, not because he's Jack Campbell, because he's got that huge contract. Contract, yeah. So there's not many. If you went back through the history of goalie trades in the National Hockey League, there's usually a better goalie coming one way, but there's very often, very often. Uh, a genuine NHL goalie going the other, mm. and Kenny doesn't have that. So yeah. that's what's going to make this a tough trade to make. Yeah, Mark Spector getting ready to cover the Oilers and Sharks tonight in San Jose. Ladislav Schmid in studio here at the Sports 1440 studios in West Edmonton Mall. It's the Kevin Carey Show. Speck, you had the article yesterday uh, with Connor McDavid. You talked to him. Uh, that was following the game in Vancouver, that interview? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, he gave me some time after the game, yeah. Which was great, especially after what happened. Normally, oh. that could get squashed, as you know. Um, <laughs> well, right again, after another loss, and, I mean, he just probably did a scrum and you took him aside for a few minutes. I assume that's that's how exactly. it worked. Yeah. So, right. Um, and you said it right off the hop in your article about him not letting on that he's hurting a lot more than what he's saying, I guess. Well, you guys watch. Yeah. You know, what do you think? I mean, do you see a healthy Connor McDavid out there, you guys? In spurts, just in spurts. Wow. You know, yeah. sometimes he goes hard to the net. Next time, he doesn't look like, oh, you know, not even half the player that he was last year. Yeah, I see I see a guy who's got it in the first 15 minutes of the game. That's what I've been seeing. Mm-hmm. I see a guy who comes out of the gate feeling good and he looks like the Connor McDavid we all know. You know, he's not only is he the fastest guy on the ice, but he's also got the, his burst, right? His burst is is what makes him, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not just flat out speed. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's the first three steps that makes him what he is, who he is. Mm-hmm. And he had it in Vancouver. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry? Explosiveness, yeah. Yeah, his explosiveness. That's the perfect word. And he had it for about 15 minutes. He has it for about 15 minutes. And we're not seeing it in the second. And we're surely not seeing it in the third or or when they get to overtime. So that, to me, tells me, yeah, he's hurt. He's playing hurt. I got him at about 70% out there. And you know what? We've all watched the fans out there. They've all watched Conor McDavid. They know. You know, we watch him. I I can see it. No one can tell me he's not hurt. And Connor wouldn't say he's hurt. He wouldn't say he's not hurt. But he didn't come out and say, "Yeah, I'm injured." That's just not what he's re- ready to do. So well, he he sees his team struggling, right? And that's just sign of the leader. He's not gonna he's, he's not gonna take any any days off at at this point. I I don't think he's still still out there. The 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 thing that when they played the Vancouver, I was pissed pissed off about was he was the guy. Who was getting involved? Getting involved, getting trying to get the team going. 
scrums. Where, where is the where yeah. is the rest? Like you mm-hmm. see your captain, the the biggest superstar in the world in hockey. So where is the rest? Like that was mm-hmm. my question. Yeah, some guys like afterwards jump in, but there's there's other guys that does their job to initiate this. Mm-hmm. Even though you're down, you know, like you're not winning the game, you're setting yourself up. You're gonna play them again, or you're playing the next game. About somebody else, mm-hmm. like so, like the message should be like, we're not gonna roll over and just take these defeats. Like that needs to be a pushback. Like I went to, on Saturday against Nashville. I don't want to be too critical. Like I, I still believe they're gonna turn this thing around, but there was no pushback. It was just mm-hmm. like accepting accepting the defeat. And then when you see like Connor McDavid doing what, that's not part of his job. And I get he's not producing points like he was last year, so he's probably thinking I have to do something else to to spark the team. But that's not his job. Mm-hmm. My God, there's third, fourth line, or you know whatever. Like some of the demon, that's their job. You do your job. Just get in there, mm-hmm. get involved. That's the easiest thing you, you can do. So, Spec, do you think we'll see a little more? Let's call it feistiness, a little more grit, a little more. You know, involvement tonight. It's the same guys it has to come from. You know, Laddie, you would know this. Yeah. Like, to, this is how I see all of that. In the old days, it was a young guy that did that, a younger guy. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know that back when people, when there was a heavyweight and a fighter, the older a fighter got, the less he wanted to fight. And then you'd bring in a new young guy and he'd be, he'd want to fight every night. Yeah. Um, to me, that job needs to come from the young guys. It needs to come from McLeod's. It needs to come from even a Fogel. It needs to come from Holloway. Uh, you know, McLeod and Holloway aren't getting much else done. They could certainly certainly give you a physical game. They could go and get someone's face. They're both big. They're both strong. But here's the deal, guys. Those guys went through junior, and I'm not sure either one ever had a, a fight, fight yeah. in their junior career. Mm-hmm. Right? And now – guys coming out of junior it's basically outlawed in the ontario league and halfway in the western league so it's <laughs> <That's> a joke <laughs> if the young guys aren't going to do it if we're only waiting around for evander kane and darnell nurse no, because yeah. they're both 30 or whatever mm-hmm. they are right am i wrong in no, this lady no, like, no, you guys don't know how to do that anymore that's a, that's a, that no great observation like evan the kane was has been pretty good at that sense you know he's pissed yeah. off you know there, there has been some you know stuff he said to the media but he's pissed off like he he was fighting nurse kane had back-to-back yeah, fights right kane had back-to-back fights nurse day has to do a I, little I, I think i think the needs to yeah. get a little bit more that that's that's yeah. why he's in the lineup right yeah. like that that's that's his job and i'm not just saying fight Throw a big no. hit. Just be hard to play against. Just you don't know, come near the net. Exactly. You know. Just be, uh, you know what? You know what? Sob. Yeah. Uh, Sob. Yes. How's that Ex- sound? Exactly. You hey, know. Uh, go ahead. One part, more. Sorry, sorry, Kev. Yeah, go part ahead. of the problem here is, you know, it, it snowballs. This team can't kill a penalty, mm-hmm. right? This team can't kill a penalty right now. So nobody wants to be the guy that goes to the box. And when you know the orders have this old saying, and they say. Our toughness is our power play, right? Mess with us and we'll bury in the power play. Mm-hmm. Well, the opposite is true. Yeah. If you can't kill a penalty, it makes you a team with way less courage because yeah. everyone is absolutely scared to be in the box because it can't kill a penalty. So there's, yeah, that's I, going on here too. That was the old Detroit Red Wings formula, right? They got pushed around a little bit and they yeah. would kill you on the yeah, power play. Yeah. 
Hey, Spec, uh, enjoy your lunch at P.F. Chang's tonight after practice. Ooh. Uh, is that where I'm going? Oh, I, I know you, you go over there all the time. You just It's close to where you stay. I know exactly mm. what you're doing. Is that is that where you left your credit card number, Kev? I'll, I'll tell them. <laughs> was it Mongolian beef? Or is oh, it, uh, it, it, P.F. Chang's was in San Jose just a staple. It's close to the, it's, where it's you good. stay and the, everything. It's good. Mm. Have fun, Spec. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. All right, boys. Yeah, enjoy the enjoy the game. <laughs> enjoy PF Chang's. That was uh, on the mark. Energized by Booster Juice. Get the boost you need at Booster Juice. When we come back, it's lock and load a double barrel again. We will check in with Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff. It's Carius Schmied on Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for our headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. At Mr. Rooter, the only employee, the finest organic, green-fed, free-range plumbers. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca. As we welcome in Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff. Uh, welcome to the show again, Frank. Glad he was just saying in the break here, Philadelphia, San Jose the other day. Holy smokes. Yeah. Philadelphia lost. Frank can't be happy. Frank can't be happy. Frank and torts. <laughs> and torts, he said. Sorry, and torts. Yeah, I know, Frank. It's, uh, it's Could been... you imagine if I, all the games I watch, if I got twisted in hockey on wins and losses? <laughs> yeah. It would be... It would be a really... I mean, I'd look worse than I already do for my age. Oh. You look great. You look great, Frank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Silver Fox. Is that? Do you ever get called that? Uh, once in a while. They used to call Craig McTavish that here all the time, right, laddie? Oh yeah, I know a lot of ladies who oh. are in. You are into crack McTavish. <laughs> You're telling one me. One of my one of my neighbor's <laughs> wife. She's, that's that's a green light. That's a green car or something. <laughs> she said in front of her her husband too. I was like, what? Yeah, T? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he was big time, but yeah, still he, is. Still he, is. He, he's he's a, still he's, he's still a handsome guy. He's a handsome man. Yes, yeah. and so are you, Frank. So are you. Oh yeah. You're not you're not buying what we're selling, I guess, Frank, huh? No. So you know what this is not even my wife is, that's the best part. (laughs) Uh, Sort of off topic, uh, at the top of the show we were talking about if the NHL power rankings were done after I watched that whole game last night, Vegas and the Kings. I'm not sure if you had time because it's would have been on at two in the morning for you. Mm -hmm. I mean LA Kings right now, I have them at the top of my power rankings after watching that game. I don't know if you would agree just because of Vegas has more points. Boston doing great. I've out got the East. Bruins. Okay. Yeah. And then I would have Vegas yeah. and then I would have LA in there for sure. Yeah. Just watching that game though, I really dissected it. And man, oh man, the Kings are a tough team to play against right now. And if they can get goaltending like they did last night and all their wins, they're 7-0 and on the road right now as well. Yeah, they've been rolling. And I think what's most exciting about them is – after that initial hiccup, it really seems like Cam Talbot has has found a rhythm mm-hmm. and he's playing the bulk of the games and they're going to be in a really good spot if they can get anywhere close to that type of goaltending because their forward group is so powerful and dynamic and deep. their defense, mm-hmm. Drew Doughty has found a way to turn back the clock. Like I may have been a year early, but I picked the Kings to win the division last year. Mm-hmm. And this was part of the reason why is – that's a team that is, I think, is going to give someone some fits when it comes to the playoffs and might be in the first round and might be in the second if they can get there. They're also a team that's facing some pressure to get there after two straight first-round exits to the Oilers. I watched Jordan Spence last night on the blue line. I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe the game he had last night, how quick he was moving the puck, shots from the point. Well, he's good. Yeah. yeah. 
he's now th and, that, and think about he spent a huge chunk of time last year in the ahl where everyone knew he was ready mm -hmm. yeah. and that's why it forced them they they've got too they many right shot defensemen it forced them to move sean walker in the summer mm -hmm. as a cap function and they've still probably got too many defensemen Ooh. yeah I, I i think i think their prospect pool is pretty good and they, they like i don't want to jump ahead because it's still early in the season but like you said in the playoffs that can be a very dangerous team they play heavy game they have really good forward group good on defense if the goalie can get hot mm -hmm. at the right time watch out and you have andre kopitar <laughs> like we don't talk about this guy enough this guy has been solid like we we talk a lot about Patrice Bergeron. I think he's right up there with him. Or you know, well he's now that guy holding yes, that mantle. Exactly. Right? He he, you know, he's that guy. Scored his 400th goal last night. Yeah, I I always well, I saw a question him. yesterday, and mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you guys because I've been debating it in my own head. Is Andre Kopitar the best player in Kings history? Oh, I mean, you're talking Marcel I mean, there Dion. Was a guy there. Number ninety nine. Well, I don't think when you look at the I, body I, of work, yeah. I think you still got Marcel Dion and Luke Robitaille. But I think he's a all around yeah. might be the best. Maybe all around. All around player, he might be the best. He's scratching that. But yeah. Top top three for sure. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned, right, yeah. guys? But all around. Like he doesn't cheat the game the other way. That's no. the thing. He he's just solid. Mm -hmm. Just solid all around player. How many cups two? Two cups. Two, yes. Two cups. Yeah, he he's so under the radar in LA. We don't talk about him enough. But wasn't that, nominated oh, for the Celtics. So he actually tied he tied Luke Robitaille in points last night. They okay. both have eleven 1 hundred and fifty four. Yeah. That's so why the question yes. I think gets brought up. And it's not to knock Robitaille. He also played in a different era. Yeah. Really good, obviously Hall of Fame player. I kinda think I'm he you're, might you're not you're not far off, yeah, Frank. No, I no. And he's got what? Probably not a two three years, and he's steadily producing still. Hmm. No, like it's what is he? 70, 70, 80 points every year. Mm, it's good. While, Getting him signed to that contract was a big big deal. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I think it takes a lot of pressure off of what this next summer looks like, mm -hmm. and now you know, as he takes a pay cut from ten to seven next yes. year, that you've got Kopitar Dubois. And Dano <laughs> locked in for at least the next two seasons beyond this one. That's that's going to be pretty special. That's pretty good group, no? <laughs> Those three guys. Those are people big... sleep on Kevin Fiala too, man. Like, oh, I... that was one of the great additions from last off season. North of a point per game, mm -hmm. and a, a lot of people were saying, "Look at this guy. He has an unreal year in mini. No chance he can duplicate being oh. north of a point per game." And, and he did it. And, and, and Adrian Kempe. Yeah, Kempe. Yeah, yeah but, well, but Kempe Fiala, is just, he's continued to yeah. grow. But Fiala, I always I always liked that. I, I think he was, he played hurt in the playoffs last year, right? I think that, that hurt him a lot, a lot. But he is so skilled. I think he is another guy who, again, we don't talk about enough, but he is more than a point a game. That was a huge, I think it was a huge pickup. Yeah, and then you have Adrian Kempe, 40 yeah. goals, you know. Here, I, I've got it's it's not news, but like when you look at how this division is shaping up now, like I think if you're the Oilers, you've got to put L.A., 
probably Van and definitely Vegas. You stop. You've got to stop thinking about them now. <laughs> yeah, you're looking you're, at. Two I spots. don't think you're I, mathematically. I don't think you have the ability to catch them. Yeah, you're looking at the two spots right now in the wild card. Yeah, it's crazy to but, think, but, and we're only eleven games in. But guys. It is okay. It is fine. You never know. You never know what happens. As long as you get to the playoffs, you never know what happens. Like, I keep going back to St. Louis. They were dead last when they won Stanley Cup in January. You know, and and I know we have to stop the bleeding Mm -hmm. right away because no, no, we cannot waste any more games. But like, I, like everybody's hitting this panic button. It's, you know, I don't think it's time to panic. You don't think it's deserved? Well, it somewhat yes. I mean, but, this but, lingers but it, on for another two, three weeks, and oh, you're talking about done. not having the ability to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, then it's I, done. Well, we have to stop. We have to stop the bleeding. But Frank, it is crazy here right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I kid you not. It is. But it's understandable. Like I'm yeah. not trumping up the negative or whatever. But yeah. the reality of the situation is that with a loss tonight, they're the Sharks pull even, and this is a team that was flirting with history for the worst winless streak to start a season. I mean, that's the spot the Oilers have played themselves into yeah. is the Sharks are kind of playing for their Stanley Cup tonight. Mm-hmm. This is this team's Stanley Cup for the entire year. Yeah. They Ooh. better show up. Yeah, They better uh, show up. I, I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you, yes. Frank Saravalli, Ladislav Schmid, Kevin Carey with you on Sports 1440. Uh, skate cuts have been in the news a lot, Frank. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, Jordan Eberle, accidental from a teammate in in practice. Uh, what have you heard on anything regarding that? And I mean, there's been so much talk about, you know, the uh, the cut uh, resistant clothing, clothing and neck braces, neck things, and stuff like that. What's the latest you got on that? Yeah, it's it'd be it'd be good to not talk yeah. skate cuts for a while, oh, honestly. Yeah. Um, Tough situation for Jordan Eberle. No real update yet on the severity of it or how long he might miss. It, you know, at least listening to Ron Francis or understanding the situation wasn't one of those ones that was, you know, a crazy, you know, gushing incident. They had to hurry up and stop it, but mm-hmm. they were more concerned about how deep the skate had actually gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're dealing with that, you're talking about, you know, tendons and ligaments and things like that. And, it's a whole scary situation. So um, you don't see it as often in the leg, mm-hmm. um, but certainly something to be concerned about. Like, you know, someone had mentioned to me, and I hadn't really considered this part of it, just the technology that we've had in the blades. And, you know, players have always kept their skates sharp, but the technology and, and the ability to cut, um, it's – it's a lot different than it was 10, 20 years ago. Laddie? Um, yeah. Funny enough, my, my buddy who lives in Calgary, they are neighbors mm-hmm. in the summer, so they were texting, and he got he got lucky. It was like a upper thigh, upper, yeah, upper thigh kind of quad area. Mm-hmm. It could have been much worse. He's going to be out for a while, but he said not too, too long, mm-hmm. so which is encouraging, but obviously very, very scary, right? But, it could have been. It can get ugly, like hit a major artery, and in, you oh, know, like yeah. And I mean, the article, the article, and the information. I think, uh, and we've had him on the show here as well, Jeff Baker, Frank, and he was talking about how it happened in practice, just a slip on the puck by by 
teammate uh, Jaden Schwartz. So that's how it just. And okay. I agree with you, Frank. The skate technology, it's gone off the charts from how it has been in the last. Even when you played, Laddie, it yeah. has just insanely got better and better, sharper, sharper. I don't know. Well, you saw what happened in yeah. England, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's scary now. I'm actually glad, you know, TJ Oshie wearing the yeah. neck guard. Like, guys have families. Guys mm-hmm. value their lives. So, like, if I just people... don't know why you wouldn't do it. Yeah, right? Like, I see these guys skating around without it, and it's easy for me to say because I don't play in the NHL, but so what? You feel a little bit warmer, maybe. Yeah, no. Like, like learn how to deal with it and, and take the benefit of it. You... It's it's now seems... And I'll tell you what. I said this to you guys last week that it's not mandatory in in usa hockey Mm -hmm. for youth players but i showed up at the rink to coach uh last week after this incident and from a team that had 90 percent of them not wearing 90 percent of them were wearing neck protection and so parents at least are seeing it and get the message but why Mm -hmm. like these guys are like you don't realize as an nhl player the example you can set because like mm-hmm. younger players look at you and say, "Oh, that's it's not cool if that guy's not wearing." It. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Frank, do you think it'll be more of a grandfathered thing in where the NHL doesn't go and take the initiative and say, "This is what we're doing," and put it on the junior teams and USA Hockey and things like that when they come in, or what? Where's the future lie here? No, they've they're trying to make it mandatory, and I don't even think a grandfathered thing okay. like that doesn't make sense to me. Um, do it now. Yeah. Don't wait. Don't yeah. have an NHL on ice incident that people will never forget and won't be able to erase from their memories. Um, we have them though. Like we have them in past. Richard yeah. Zednik, yeah. one of them. Yeah. You know, Clint like, Malarchuk. Malarchuk. Yeah. I, I talked to him. It's it's scary as hell, man. Like I, I I agree with you. Like no time to waste. You can even do it mid season. To be honest, mm-hmm. like what but is the harm? This one's actually on the players' association, yeah. yeah, because they're fighting for individual choice and freedom, and I get it. But yeah. <laughs> this is an exception to the rule. Man, you don't want to die on the ice <laughs> in front of your family, yeah. you know? Like, oh, just... like I never thought about it, but after that incident, mm-hmm. it happened split second, and you're unfortunately you're not here anymore, and it's so scary and so sad, mm-hmm. and it's potentially not always but potentially preventable yes frank what's on your radar this weekend and i'm sure even tonight with the oilers and sharks i mean it's got to be must watch tv for you right yeah i mean all (laughs) eyes will be on that game for sure uh keeping a close eye on patrick kane and and that watch uh i think he's laddie just said what's going on there yeah is it close yeah i think he's under 14 days away from signing somewhere Ooh. Um, is is it down to like like two three teams? Do you have any info on that? I'm excited. I, I like a little. I don't kid. think it's been narrowed down no? just yet, but I do think the three teams that I mentioned yeah. a while back. Mm-hmm. And if I were to, it, this is totally amateur handicapping mm-hmm. because you know you really can't know. Mm-hmm. But I think the you know the two teams that kind of stand out above all are the New York Rangers and the Buffalo Sabers. Yeah, I remember two different reasons. <laughs> Rangers. <laughs> I want him in the Rangers again, a healthy in Rangers. Yeah, I don't well, know I, why. He looked I good. I think too. part of him feels like he has some unfinished business, you yeah. know. They traded for him. He wasn't healthy. He mm-hmm. knew it, they knew it and just wasn't really quite the same but liked the experience and thinks the team is really good. 
And then the Sabres perspective is totally different. It's home Mm -hmm. and you've got an up and coming team and a chance to kind of come in and be the guy that helps break this playoff drought. I think both are equally attractive, Mm -hmm. but for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Frank, thanks for this. Uh, Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Okay, outside shot on Detroit, by the way. Oh, outside oh, for Keane. Look at that. Oh, ooh, nice. That would, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember we were talking about coming here? <laughs> That's sort of, I like Detroit. They're yeah, good too. But remember, we had that long conversation. Wouldn't it be something if, if Patrick Kane came here now? It's not, we don't even, it's not even a thought. Uh, that was our headliner of the day brought to you by Mr. Reuter. There is a reason they call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, go to Mr. Reuter. .ca. When we come back, we'll get to a lot of your texts. Uh, Harry, Steve from Drumheller, close. Herm, I don't know. I don't know if we can get Herm on. Uh, Ranting Rob, The Rig, Big Oil in the Mac, all those and more. And we'll take some of your calls if you got something uh, for us. 1-833-401-1440. It's a Kevin Carrier Show with co-host Ladislav Schmid on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Text line heating up, as is the uh, phone line, one 401 Kevin Carrius, Ladislav Schmid with you. Uh, this one comes in from Ranting Rob. Hey, Kevin and Laddie. When McDavid and Dreisaitl were on the same line, the owners became a one-trick pony. All the opponents needed to do was slap the pony on the nose for a win. I like the recent line changes. What say you guys, Ranting Rob? So change things up. There's a little more depth. I yeah. think it's all about options depending on how you're going to roll things out, Laddie? Yeah, I honestly, especially early in the season, I don't like to pair up Dreisaitl and McDavid. Okay. You know, you need to spread them, you know, you spread. You have to spread it out. So, yeah, that's my kind of take on that. Um, text coming in from uh, <laughs> Steve. Uh, no, where's that one? I gotta find. Oh, the the, the rig guy, the rig, because he was talking about some other stuff. Uh, this is from the rig. Uh, the power play is not good either right now. They're just standing in one spot trying to pass the puck to the net. Try something different. What are you seeing on the power play, laddie? Is it? It's not as fluent, <sighs> kind of fluent like last year. But that comes you, with the confidence, right? Do you like, think that also too because of what they did last year? Every team said, "Man, how are we going to stop this?" Everybody's watching the tape, right? Yeah. So they probably, but yeah, like I was, I was watching Colorado mm-hmm. uh, two nights ago, and their power play it's interchanging, right? Like they have a they have a set system, mm-hmm. and that's what Oilers had too. They have set system like last year. But as soon as the team started adapting, they start interchanging and right. guys starting to change spots. It was nice and fluent and you're confusing the opposition. Right now it's not happening. I think it's due to the lack of confidence kind of thing. It's you know, things are not going their they they way their their way. They need to get one goal, two mm-hmm. goals. They need to start rolling. Get, and get that confidence. Get that confidence back, and it's going to get back. They're the same players, guys. We are like we're like six months removed from the, you know, <laughs> when when they were buzzing, or like seven, eight months. So it's, you it's, know it's, it's the thing between your ears. The you crazy know? part of it all is the Oilers are the ninth best power play in the league. That's what's crazy. Still. 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 But all, everybody's expecting all these crazy numbers, like what, 30, 35, 30, 40%? 33%. And it came down because it was at 40 and came down. Yeah. They're 25.6, which that's That's really good. Unbe- that, that's that's really probably good. where, you know, the top teams are going to end up yeah. at the yeah, end of the but year. I, I, 
Exactly, exactly, man. Like what what was happening last year? It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Like thirty three percent. Like come on. Yeah, text one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Let's go to the phone line right now. We've got Derek on the line. Derek, you're on Sports fourteen forty with Kevin Carey, Sladislav Schmid. What's on your mind? Thanks for coming on. Thanks for your call, Derek. Appreciate it. one 1440 So, Laddie, that was something we were talking about with Spec a little bit. The makeup of the team down low. Last year, you had a guy like Clean Cost, and that would initiate stuff. Yeah, you, it, you're missing? Yeah, that's the thing we don't talk about enough, right? Role players. Mm-hmm. You know, and it is missing one or two guys. Imagine Holloway or McLeod. These guys were, you were trying to develop in the role in the future to be a top six, right? Mm-hmm. And I get they're young guys, they have to do something, they have to step out of their comfort zone. But <clears throat> playing in a junior, did they ever do that? No. No, I don't think they even know how to do it. And he, so, that, that's a actually really good call. Mm-hmm. And Kaner, like, do you really want Evan DeCain to take his focus away from scoring goals and be productive guy to this? I know he likes to do it. But you can ask it once in a while, but doing it on an every night basis, I don't think it's fair to him. We need him to score goals. You know, he's going to be hard on forecheck, all that stuff. But yeah, I, I think we are missing that mm-hmm. costing guy. Let, let me ask you this if, about Clem Costin, and maybe you know a little bit more about him before <clears throat> he came. He was a first round draft pick by St. Louis. Did he have that in his game when he was playing in Russia, World Juniors, and even when he came over here before? Or was that something he goes, I need to change this in my game to keep me in the NHL, to make a difference? I, I think he changed. Okay. I had to change. There you I go. was drafted ninth overall. Everybody was like, oh, Laddie's going to be this you know, point-producing defenseman. Come in to, to Edmonton, yeah. see all these defensemen. It wasn't happening for me. I wasn't on the power play. I wasn't p- producing points. I had to change. Mm-hmm. That's, a big, that's a big adjustment. Big, big adjustment, and I know where you're going with this. Can these guys do change. it? Can, Can they, they change, change it? I don't know. This has got to come within. You have to realize it and change completely your mindset. And it's a hard thing to do. There's a lot of pride in you. And, mm-hmm. like, you, you know, I was raised a cert- certain way. I was always in power play. You know, I was producing points and, you know, in check and junior and stuff. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Always playing on the first deeper, and all of a sudden, well... This is the big leagues, right? Like, if I want to stick around, I'm going to have to change something because I'm not good enough, I guess, to be in that role. And I did. Yeah. But can these guys do it? They're... I, I that's always more think, question for them. Then we it, can speculate all we want. It is, Laddie. And I always think when you say you change your game, the guy that I always think about the same at the same time with you, 
Andrew Cogliano. You know, he came in, was a high draft pick, 25 overall, something yeah. like that. First round, was lighting it up, you know, in junior in college, yeah. and then came here and went, whoa, I got to change. Mm-hmm. And he did. So and, that's, and I have a lot of respect for guys like that. Mm-hmm. I went through it. Yeah. <laughs> Not, but... <laughs> Again, I want I can str- I cannot stress this enough. It's not easy. Big adjustment. You have to put your egg, your ego aside. Because but again, don't you, it has to come from within, right? You it's within. You can you cannot go to the guy. Hey, you have to change your ways. You have to. You have to. No, the guy has to initiate it himself. Mm-hmm. And I guess we're talking about guys like I think Dylan Holloway is a prime example. Ryan McLeod's a prime example. Who else in your in your mind would have to kind of accept a little bit different of a role outside their comfort zone to maybe generate a spark? Vinny DeHarnay is another one. I I think so. Those, so I, if you I, get I, those I, three, I, I I think. But he does it at times. Mm-hmm. But he needs to do it more consistently. I don't, I don't know it if he's gonna be if he wants to stay in the lineup yeah. for every night. He needs to do it every single night. And I'm not talking fighting. Yes. You don't have to fight. No. At this league, you don't have to fight anymore. Mm-hmm. Just be intimidating other players. Just be hard to play against. Be in their face. So when you were playing, and then you're tra- and again, you played that aggressive style, and guys came to the front of the net, and you're maybe just a little tap in the ribs, something, you yeah. know, just something to make them uncomfortable. How many times more did they come to the net in that same trying to, you know, arrive with bad intentions. They are, they're going, ah, I mean, no, you know. this guy is crazy. Yes. You know, and He's gonna uh, get and me. some guys would go and yeah. they usually get uh, rewarded with, with easy goal. Uh, yes. You know, some, but most of the guys, they just bark and they stay away. Mm-hmm. Like that's my experience too. Uh, you know, they just bark and they, they don't want a tough night. They want to come to, you know, from the net, oh, I'm just going to get a little tap. And no, I'm, I'm going to break your hands or I'm going to mm-hmm. break your back. I know it's a bit, <laughs> bit harder now with new rules. But, yeah, when I play, they, they gave you that extra shot, to, you know, because they're just, like, screwing around. Like, some of the times that the puck is covered and they just come to stir shit up, yep. you know. That's your, time to, that's your time to shine. Just give him a little cross check. Right, right above the right mm-hmm. above the glass or um, above the pants, and he's gonna think twice to come there again. And these these are small little things, but they do make a big difference. Like I, I, I played the game. I know mm-hmm. it works. It does work. It does work. Yes, yeah, it does work. So like, and I know this is not gonna save the season. <laughs> there is a lot of other things, a lot of other problems, but. If you start fixing these little things, yes. next thing you know, one by one, we're going to be back on track. Jeff texts in, what about Warren Fogle? Another guy. But he, he's he, been playing well. He's been playing well, and he plays hard. Yes. He plays hard. I really like him, and, and he does deserve to be promoted again mm-hmm. in, uh, on the top line or, you know, one of the top two, yes, two lines. Yes, exactly. He, he, well deserved. He plays Great, hard. Really good forechecker. Yeah. Uh, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't stop. You know, he's he's there in their face. Good. Um, tub guy texts in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Hey guys, we could have had an opportunity to make a trade or two of those missing role players. 
Uh, Nugent Hopkins was at a high value last year. Now he's back to his usual self, soft third, fourth line goal or guy uh, from tub guy, uh, second line five on five uh, penalty killer. I don't know. It's hard to read his text, but first I think RNH has no trade. Yeah. Does he not? I think I'd have to check on that. I'm, I'm pretty sure he does. But he's got to have a limited. He's got a limited. L- limited, um, no trade cost. I mean, probably like this is another guy that ne- he just needs to find his game, find a way to get more involved, get back to that situation where... But there's more of them. Like, Hyman probably everyone, is everyone. not... You know, like, all these... They... they mm-hmm. I'm sure they know it. It's goes back yeah. to the confidence. Nuge has no movement clause. So. No movement clause, yeah. yeah. So there you go. But they... they like, people might laugh at me when I talk about confidence. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy thing. The 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 thing between your ears, yeah, is a crazy thing. Like you, like look, like <laughs> you know what's funny, Laddie? Yesterday we're ta- my plumber friend Howie Thompson. Confidence, it's a crazy thing. It, <laughs> you know, it it honestly it can make you the greatest player, or it can make you. <laughs> you can be on the bottom. Don't you wish, like, whenever, I mean, and again, you, when you played over your career, man, what did, when you went to the rink and everything was feeling good, you're just oh. gliding in, you're floating in, and then when you just lose that confidence and you don't know why, you just grind and try you to just, find it back. Just grind. Uh, for me, though, for, for me personally, finding confidence, I wouldn't wait for the, for, for the game. It started in the practice. Just doing the little things. I would always focus on two, three things that I struggle with the most. I would watch the video, go in the practice, really focus on that, whatever it was, passing or defending, whatever, and just start, go back to the basics, back to my basics to make myself better and then help the team get better. But it has to start individually. Text go. Text coming in, one 1440 uh, This is from Hampton Steve. Morning, Kevin. That part of the story you forgot about Cogliano changing his game is that he resisted it until he was traded to Anaheim. I worry some guys like McLeod won't change their game until they get a similar shock to the system. I think Cogliano was changing mm-hmm. his game here. I think he was changing before he got before traded. Before he got yeah. traded. And you would know you were yeah. teammates. So. Yeah. Um, but... Fair point, fair point. He was changing it, mm-hmm. but wasn't fully changed. Now, it was a different time. He's embracing too. his role. I mean, and like when I talk to guys who play with him on Colorado mm-hmm. and been around him, great teammate, role player. You how, know, they love him. How does this sound? If at the time Cogliano and you guy, you had Drysaddle and McDavid on the team, Oof. I think Cogliano might have changed his game quite quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of guys would. I mean, yes. Uh, with greatness. When we come back, top of the hour, Arda Okal from the NHL on ESPN. That should be an interesting conversation. I'm going to blow your mind with a question right off the hop for oh, Arda. Oh, my God. Blow your mind, Laddie. <laughs> and then at 920, can you beat this? One of Laddie's former teammates, Ryan Whitney from Spittin' Chicklets, will guess with us. Man, we had Biz Nasty on. Now we've got Ryan Whitney. We have now we're gonna have the better half of the spinning. Better half? <laughs> <laughs> I hope this one. This is coming after you now, laddie. He's coming after you. Well, I, I have to give him a shot. He's a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Uh, Come on. Well, I think now he's Ottawa now. He's cha- he's adding Ottawa to his 
teams that he cheered I'm for. kind of Ottawa go. Me, I am I'm, I'm Ottawa now because what happened, I'm still not over it. But <laughs> how can you be Ottawa and Toronto? So who, who did he cheer for yesterday? <laughs> it's like, is he getting one of those split jerseys now? <laughs> like, I hope not. Uh, that's coming up at the top of the hour. We'll check in with Arda Okal from ESPN. Before that, a Sports 14 update with the Duke.